I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. We are back, coming to you live and direct from our studio here in Los Angeles, California. Mm. You have missed us. Of course we have missed you. It's been a little hectic, but James, we're locked in, aren't we? You could say we're locked in here on Prem de la Prem. Uh, 2020 was the year of going back to our roots, and it's turned into try anything and everything. Hence why you hear Patrick's beautiful voice taking us in. Yeah, this is uh, this is what happens when James doesn't uh, prepare for the podcasts. I get to lead the ship, so buckle up, folks. What we're going to do today... Um, James, uh, you asked me to lead this, so please just um, relax. We're going to do a little <laughs> January transfer window roundup, because we haven't talked to you since all of that went down. Uh, and then we're just going to, because we're in a weird little uh, winter break, but some teams are playing. And the FA I Cup's thought it was happening. a winter break up until you told me yesterday there were games this weekend. I don't know what's going on. It's some teams very are in strange. Dubai. Some teams are in Dubai. Brighton and Watford are battling out to a 1-1 draw. It, it's it's the twilight zone of the Premier League season, folks. It, it, I can't wrap my head around the why, but... That's not what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the Premier League. Um, so we're just going to It's not the why, the it's the how. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if VAR is any indication for Back how to you in the studio. makes decisions, <laughs> we're, not, uh, we're not hitting anything. But once we do the transfer roundup, we're going to take those lessons that we learned, and then we're going to see how teams stack up for each of the major races. We're mm-hmm. talking the title race. We're talking the top four. We might even talk the top Seven, maybe even top half of the table. That's where people we'll want to be these days. No holds barred. And we are not going to skip out on everyone's favorite relegation battle before a mm-hmm. couple of your favorite segments at the end. But, James. The highest stakes. Let's yeah. start with the transfer window. Oh, wait. Do we have any new sponsors? Just checking in. Um, checking my... No, no. Uh, we are no. Okay. We're in deep negotiations, and I think that we have to... Really consider what we say on this podcast, James, if we mm-hmm. want a, um, a re-up. With it was more in hope than expectation, but I am going to pepper in some brand mentions throughout my sentences. Actually break up my sentences with brand mentions. Hold Let's on, James. Can you, good... um, can you just hold on a second? I want to sip this soda stream. Mm, I can hear <sighs> the bubbles from here. God, that was delicious. No canner to dry. Anyway, James, transfer window has to be said. Bruno Fernandes is the biggest name in, so we'll start with your beloved Manchester United. Um, in comes Bruno Fernandes after, what would you call it, shrewd negotiating? Yeah, I mean, as a firm Woodward outer, you could look at it as shrewd negotiating. I look at it as saving 10 million pounds when we could have used him four games ago. But, uh, you know, apples to apples to each their own, Glazers out. Um, yeah, he ended up being the biggest name in what ended up being a very quiet transfer window. And I think the lowest spend since, um, I don't know, a while ago. And given how much uh, transfer fees have raised just generally across the entire market, it's an interesting trend. Bruno Fernandez, obviously the biggest one, closest one to my heart. I pulled on the jersey. I had newfound optimism going into Wolves uh, Wolves game. Ended up being nil-nil. So, uh, 
Yeah. You know, you can you can spruce up a turd with a Bruno Fernandez, but you can't flush it down the toilet. If did you know any, what I'm saying. Yeah, a hundred percent. But did okay, you good. Is there any? I mean, he was going up against his his uh, his country mates. Uh, actually, I saw a stat on Reddit today that um, there's been no no nobody on Wolves, no English player on Wolves has scored this whole year in the Premier League. They're the only team that has uh, zero goals by an Englishman. Um, who are the English? Yeah, I mean, who are the English players? I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. Connor Cody Probably. and Doherty are Irish. It's Irish, yeah. Freaking. Uh, yeah, no, they not not a single one in their starting. It line. tracks. It absolutely tracks. And um, I actually think they're ruining the Premier League. So I'm putting Fishburn on watch. Wolves or Portuguese people? Because this podcast might get spicy. Mm, is it a little column A, a little column B? <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo's not welcome back at Old Trafford. Any case, um, let's just talk about the man. Let's talk about Bruno Fernandes a bit. Um, I have rated him for quite some time. I think I've made that point abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been keeping tabs on him? Well, yeah. I bought him in FIFA three years ago, and he immediately displaced Ozil from my starting squad. And so I've been... Big if true. That's riding, huge. Riding the Bruno Fernandes train ever since and touting it as my own yeah. independent scouting. No. Uh, um, but in truth, I just bought him in FIFA. What What did you What did you make of his debut? Strong. Undoubtedly strong. He... he um, he couldn't impact the game, and that's because he was retrofitted into a holding midfield player, uh, similar to when they had Pogba play holding midfield even deeper so because no one could advance the ball past the halfway line. No one could play that forward pass. So they did the same thing to Bruno Fernandez to accommodate Pereira. Ollie masterclass. And, um, you know, he didn't end up having the strongest, you know, he wasn't able to influence as much as we would have liked. But if you go back and look through the highlights, everything positive in what was a pretty shit game came through Bruno. So I'm I'm salivating over the idea of having a fully fit squad and what that 11 looks like. Sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's class. He's class. And he's going to, if when you play him in the right position, which is a number 10 role, he will he will perform. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think that I mean I think he had one 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 day of full t- full training, something like that, and Did you know, slotted yeah. slotted right into the team and was I thought their most positive player on the day. Clearly ambitious going forward, not afraid to have a crack from seemingly anywhere in the attacking third. So I think that you know credit to credit to Wolves for when he hit a shot into the side netting, they just go shit, Bruno Fernandez, uh, Bruno uh, <laughs> shit, I already blew it. You're just a shit. Ruben Neves. That's the one. <laughs> there it is. That's pretty good. I like that. Um, no, I, I, I thought he was very positive on the day. Um, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head that, you know, he's he's not going to fix the problems. Um, I think, you know, let's just call the team what it is. And if Pogba's in the team, the two of them together will create problems for other teams in the midfield. And I think that both of them would respond well playing with each other. Um Fitness, yeah. obviously a major, major concern uh, for United going forward. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's got a bright future there. And, yes, indeed, yeah, he's going he's, he's gonna to tear it up. But I think there's a lot more to be done at United. Before we move on, any parting words for Ashley Young? Um, Man played for the badge. I don't know what Inter's got going on over there, but it's like a former heavyweight all-star Premier League departure zone. Um, Conti is um he's working some magic over there. And Lukaku, let's let's um It's like a it's like out. a McDonald's monopoly of of uh like back end Premier League players. 
You're collecting the, Lukaku, Ashley Young, and now Christian Eriksen. Alexis and Sanchez, Sanchez as well. lest we yes. forget. Yeah, he's right. been on the uh, injury reserve, but, you know. Yeah, he's just cool. taken yeah. he's taken piano lessons, I think. But, no, Lukaku, quickest um, quickest to 20 goals in Inter's history. So what a resurgence he's had, um, certainly, <laughs> in that league. I mean, well, you, I mean, that's more suited to his walking pace, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Still having a go. But, in any case, uh, moving on across the... Oh, quick City. one on, uh, yeah, quick one on Cedric Suarez, Arsenal. I think oh, no, Southampton we're, were so shocked that that t- uh, offer was put on the table, they didn't know if they were being trolled if they were to, were to accept it officially. Oh, so we're jumping and, right to Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I look, I think that neither of these are, are monumental signings, but looking at the problems Arsenal's had in their squad, I think this it's a bit of shrewd business. Um, Pablo Mari <laughs> and Cedric Suarez are both... Worst case, like worst case, low fund four month rentals. Worst case, at positions where we were in dire need. We are starting Maitland Niles and B- Bakayo Saka on our outside backs. Um, yeah. Mustafi is actually starting, but he's playing well. And apparently, Pablo Mari is um, the type of player that um, Mikel Arteta is really searching for, oh. which is a big left-footed back who can play balls forward. I don't know. I think that the only thing that I can say about the two of them is, like what I say for any incoming player, and I think every fan should afford this of their incoming players, is I'm I'm giving them a, an open mind. I will be quick to judge, but until I see them, I have a full open mind about the both of them. That's, and Cedric yeah. Suarez is um, – I mean, he was Southampton's first choice of fit. Uh, interesting that we bought a guy who hasn't played a full 90 – I think, he, I think Cedric Schwartz has played two full 90s in the last 18 months for mm-hmm. Southampton. Um, not sure how much of that is fitness. Not sure how much of that is choice. And then Pablo Mari it was just about to start his preseason. Well, so he is out a of genius, as well. A genius sees the chessboard unlike any other person is able to. And I think that's what was going on with Mikel Arteta. Have you seen the, uh, the – there's, there's, so Ars- Arsenal's undefeated in 2020 despite – maybe just having the one win um, in the uh-huh. FA Cup and yep. there or well, and New Year's Day lest we forget the there's the meme going around that's like undefeated teams in 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 2020 and it's like Inter you know Dortmund and all these like you know Liverpool and it's all like the kitted out you know military people and then there's the clown holding the gun and that's Arsenal and <laughs> yeah oh I, yeah, I, yeah yeah it's all time <laughs> uh, and I couldn't couldn't um, couldn't say it's more I mean, there, look here's you want to know a crazy stat about Arsenal for this year? <laughs> I think you know a yeah, crazy I mean, stat. I think I'm going to hear it anyway. Yeah. So there is one team that has lost more games in the Premier League than Arsenal, or lost less games in the Premier League than Arsenal. One single team, and that is Liverpool. Right. There are two teams, Watford and Norwich City, 19th and 20th, who have won fewer games <laughs> than Arsenal. They have 13 draws, and I did a little bit of research. 13 draws, 17. Yeah. 17 is the record. Arsenal have 13 games left to play. I find it nearly impossible to believe they won't be breaking that with five more well, draws. I think Mikel Arteta will be setting a record. This is the Crowley guarantee. He's setting a record this year. I think what you're starting to do, you're looking at Liverpool about to break, or you know maybe better, the Invincible season, and you're like, how can we steal the headlines? Look. 17 draws is the record for most in a season. We're on 13. Boys, let's have a go. Let's make history. I right, think it's absolutely. all about 
it's about you know the medium is the message, and you guys are trying to console control that message. Yeah, I would like um, I'd like to 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 make sure that our our um, gold differential does get up to an even zero, so that we can leave this season just saying it was bang average. Because right now we're a little bit below. Uh, I want to finish tenth in the. If table. your goal difference is zero, the season basically didn't happen. Exactly, exactly. Which would wipe out Liverpool's title run, which is kind of. I mean, they say it's all up to Arsenal at this point. Ooh, I've got a few where... ideas for that, but we'll get there. I, I'm yeah. sure you'll lead the, the ship in that direction. In any case, it was a tr- typical uh, Arsenal. We don't have any money. We're going to send our yeah. youth guys out on loan, which yeah. that's actually – they actually did a bit, good a bit of business there. But, uh, we'll all right, move should past... we move on? Yeah, we'll move past them. <laughs> um, should we move on from the lo- the youth players oh, that you loaned out? I was I was going over the two clubs in the, um, in the top – uh, the big six, let's say, um, no business in. That's Chelsea and Manchester City. Um, another person going to enter, Victor Moses, on loan. Mm-hmm. So it's even they're just stacking up the former Premier League people over Inter. Danny Drinkwater, insane. truly insane, getting yeah. out. Um, Drinky honestly Villa. forgot. Yeah, he forgot yeah. he even played there. Yeah. And City, I would say their only notable business would have been uh, Angelino on loan to to Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah. But so very uh, quiet across the board. Very quiet for them. The other, the other club that I think made, I mean, Liverpool brought in what's his name, the guy from uh, Minamino, Minamino from Salzburg. That's right. Um, it's a shrewd signing, and I will leave it at that. It's 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 large. It's very upsetting. Like every every other club is like scrambling, and the team that's the best just settles it in late December. Great fee, kid comes right in. You know, it's upsetting. Uh, but Spurs, I meant I, more for jersey sales in certain regions, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> Easy. Prestige worldwide. Wow, Easy. Wow. Um, Spurs, I would say, is probably the most active team. Um, yeah. Certainly that's in the mix up top. In on loan, um, Gedison Fernandez for Benefica. Mm-hmm. They secured Giovanni Lo Celso on a permanent deal. Mm-hmm. And they brought in Steven Bergerwin, who scored in his debut. Sure out, did. of course, uh, Kyle Walker-Peters, only on loan. Uh, Danny Rose only on loan, uh, but Christian Eriksen. Obviously, we've been talking about that for the better part of six months. Yeah, I think they're what covering do you make their Spurs window. What do you make of Spurs window sitting fifth in the table? And we'll get into their position in the table uh, a little further down the line. But yeah, what do you, I mean, like, it's an interesting it's easy, window. Easy for it's not a Spurs window. It's easy for knee-jerk reactions this early in, especially because Bergwin uh, he scored that goal to effectively win the game against City, but uh, I think it was smart. I think they're covering their bases for an Ericsson replacement. They needed to replace him immediately, and they hedged. You know, they picked up three players, or I guess you could say two plus securing Los Celso, sure. of uh, players who will pack out that midfield and provide depth and provide options to switch up formations as needed, whereas before you were bringing on Ericsson off the bench and he would either... You know, we we saw times where he would make the difference, and then others where he just didn't look bothered, and his his head was in Inter with uh, Lukaku and the boys. So I'm going to call it smart. I'm going to call it smart business. Uh, yeah, I I think so as well. And and Conti said that Inter arrived, um, and he wasn't or or sorry, that uh, Ericsson arrived to Inter, mm-hmm. and he wasn't fit. Um, obviously, he wasn't getting a hundred percent of the minutes over uh, at Tottenham, but. You rarely hear people going to Syria not fit from another well, well, yeah, what Syria really is, the league is fit you're in Syria? To... It's like you got to stop smoking cigarettes before the game. Yeah, a 40-year-old uh, Andrea Pirlo uh, led the league in distance traveled. 
So it's not it's not really a, a pace league. So I mean, Erickson clearly I think had mailed it in at Spurs, and uh, Mark had mentioned it. It was it was time to go, and out he went. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with Kane's with Kane's injury, uh, they definitely have brought in some more options, and they're going to need to be creative with mm-hmm. who they're playing up they front play because up I don't front, think they have yeah. a true number number nine anymore. You know, no, uh, you're right. You know, I think that uh, was it. Lucas Mora will probably get a decent amount of the minutes in there. Um, I think he's probably the best guy to do it, even though none, no one's really fit. I mean, maybe they have Son, Son. I don't know. They have Son do yeah. the false nine. They have Lucas do the false nine. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, a true um, – they did to City what they wanted to do against Liverpool. It was it was the old Mourinho smash and grab. And it was satisfying. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it was – I think it was another one of those – it was very similar to the game that they played earlier in the year at the Etihad where they had a 2-2 draw with maybe you know, four or five shots and you know 20-some-odd against. The stat line wasn't much different. Yeah. Uh, it was – yeah, I mean, it, City – later on down the year, I do want to do a little – at the end of the year, I just want to see how many times City's point total this year would end up winning the league or you know something like that because it mm-hmm. seems like they're falling apart, but I just think it's that – Liverpool is so damn far ahead. Yeah, only um, relatively so, yeah. And then I think, you know, there's a lot of other smaller um, smaller deals were done along the way. Uh, one that um, I really liked was uh, Wolves getting Luke Matheson. You'll remember him. He scored at uh, Old Trafford, the yep. 16-year-old from Rochdale. Uh, I think that Wolves is... Wolves is a team that I'm very interested in, and I really just like kind of the type of business that they do. They're just marginally getting better every chance they get, and I think it's really, really smart. And you mentioned it maybe last episode or two episodes ago. They got promoted last year, and we're just already assuming they're just a a Europa League team, like, Mm -hmm. stronghold. The standards changed, yeah. It's amazing. It's it's light work. And Matheson Mm -hmm. is really out there to uh, change the – the the media message about no Englishman in the lineup. So I think that's yeah. smart. Well, they get him in get young us, get us so they can mold backs. him. They got to teach him. They're going to teach him Portuguese. By the time he turns 21, uh, he won't know a word of English. And, you know, it will all shift. But brainwashing um, is a is a harsh word. But <laughs> <laughs> they're doing they're doing what they can. Um, mm-hmm. Leicester City, I uh, would like to say they brought in Ryan Bennett, which I think kind of. That's the only business they had in. They brought him in on loan from Wolves. What do you make of that move? Well, that's the Englishman leaving Wolves. So uh, right. I take back my <laughs> former point. Um, I mean, I don't I don't really care, for lack of a better word. It's defensive coverage, sure, for Johnny Evans and uh, Soyuncu. Soyuncu, yep. So, I don't know. Yeah. Not much to say well, on it. Yeah, well, okay. I guess this is a good time to transition since we're <laughs> we're reaching for reasons. I want to talk about where we are on the table. Let's set the stage for the final, I guess, three-month sprint here mm-hmm. um, towards the end. Mm-hmm. Squeaky bum time. Except there, How, there are no um, bums to squeak. James, I think I got about 20 seconds here to talk about the title race. Um, anything to say? Any analysis even worth it at this point? Well... You should sum it up for us. Here's what I will say. We know City's not going to catch them. Uh, Liverpool have dropped points, two points on one occasion against United, lest we forget, but they're running away with it. Let's be clear about that. So we know, here's a fun little game. We know a team is not going to stop Liverpool from winning the title. So I'm trying to brainstorm events that would stop Liverpool from winning the title. Coronavirus comes to mind. 
I this don't. This could be dangerous. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to add? I don't. I'm, I I'm sure throwing don't. out. I'm throwing out options here. I'm sitting out this segment. Go ahead. Scandals, James. pandemics. Ooh. Well, let's let's talk about scandals. What do you make of Klopp uh, in the FA Cup? Not showing up. Yeah, he's he's just he's just big for his britches, Klopp. You know, he's stunning. He's stunning pretty heavy right now. Um, obviously, I don't know. They're the, the FA Cup stands. I think that's a funny subsection of, like, English Twitter where you've got the stands who are like, defend the prestige of the FA Cup. And then you've got the other side that say it's a shit competition that doesn't matter anymore. And the truth is it's really somewhere in the middle of that, but I do love watching them duke it out. Yeah, I mean, the four, the, 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 the FA Cup's a lot of fun, and I think it brings out... Um, it's kind of like for me, for, for some of you, you know, American sports fans, the NCAA tournament, because you have these teams that come from all sorts of, you know, levels of prestige, background expectations, and it's all on the line in one game and tournament style. Anything to me is always going to have some level of excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm for the FA cup, but it's obviously been made clear to Klopp what his priorities are and, He's not going to waste his team's time with something else. And yeah, and for me, it is what it is. I'm not going to get upset about the fourth round of the FA Cup. Yeah, and what I will say, where where it annoys me is, like, he's not going to go to the game. You know? That's a little much. Like, me. that, like that to me kids, was but, the over-the-top yeah, making a statement. Yeah. But if you're starting the kids, I strongly believe they were still going to win that game. Those That same team beat Everton, so that argument is null. That argument does sure. not exist, oh, and it gives them bulletin board material. So just everyone shut the hell up about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's and, my take. And 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 you know, Shrewsbury got um, you know wasn't nearly as much as it could have been, but Shrewsbury a, got a second game of uh, revenue out of that. So I'm, and they got to at, at from Anfield. I mean, sure, it wasn't. I think they lost out on like three hundred, four hundred thousand uh, pounds or something like that, which for a club like Shrewsbury is pretty monumental. Yeah, but. You know, still they got they they earned the replay, and you know they they got it. So I'm not I'm not too bothered by that. Surely, uh, but yeah, I was hoping that you were gonna have a spicier take. But I'd agree, title race is done and dusted at this point. It's just how much it, are Liverpool gonna win? Coronavirus. Um, somehow the treble is still in play. Um, is the quad even in play? They're still in the no, Carabao no, no, final, no, aren't no, they? Or no, 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 no. no. That's a Man City walk. Yeah, that's a Man City walk over against Villa. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so the treble's still in play. Um, Champions League football, I think, is back, what, two weeks? Something like that? It's pretty soon, so. The champions. We'll see if um, the fact that they're so far clear in the Premier League and now the Champions League title defense is in play, the treble might be in play. If they do drop some more points in the Premier League as some of their priorities might shift, that's in play. The big game to circle is them versus City at the Etihad. Winning that game would tie Arsenal's unbeaten streak at mm-hmm. 49. And then uh, after that, that's when I'm going to start to worry about the Invincibles. Uh, oh, you're going to start because... worrying after that game. Yeah, no, I'm not worried about the Invincibles yet. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Well, I respect uh, your right to say it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's the title race. And James, this is where I want to have some fun. We always talk about who wants to finish in the top four. So it's, it's the segment that is the cornerstone of Prem de la Prem. People all over the world know us for this. It's quite literally all we're known for. So <laughs> that and what solar. I want to do is I want to take teams two through ten, 
top half of the table, basically everyone that's in contention. Let's just see. It goes from City all the way down to... Oh, the team's in contention. Got it. Arsenal, yep. Ah, yep. Arsenal. Oh, there top. it is. Okay. Table, yep, there we go. Okay, yep. So that's all the teams that could do it. Ooh, look at, all these, look to... at all these teams on 31 points. It should really go down to 13 when you look at it. Well, it's just about being in the top half of the table. You know, look, James, not every team can have a minus two goal differential. You know, just think. <laughs> That's hard not, work. It's not, it's, it's not easy to be on 31 points with a minus two goal differential. Um, really, we're only talking about 12 games because we've drawn so many fucking games. But, mm-hmm. James, I want to put you, I want, we're going to go down the table. Okay. We're going to put these teams into four categories. Okay. One is going to be a contender. That's a team that. You know, we think it's a legitimate threat to finish in the top four. I love our frame of reference for contender. (laughs) (laughs) This is top four segment. Are they real or are they pretenders for the top four? Then there's a pretender. You'll be familiar with this as well. Somebody who you think might be a top four contender, but they are not. Then there's two new ones. Then there's one called the Surrenders. And these are teams that have no chance at being in the top four, and they should just give up. One step further than pretender. Yeah, and then there's one more. And that's the bartender. And then these teams can go have a drink because they've already got it done. So those are the four categories. We're going to stop, start at the top with Man City. <laughs> James, what category are we putting them in? Barkeep. Uh, Sergio Aguero walks into a bar. They're bartenders. 100%. Yeah. yeah. No doubt in my mind, they're going to get on through. Um, I think that they're – I. I'd almost even call them a lock for second place, even though they're only two points clear of, yeah. of Leicester City. I would, I, I would I, as well. Yeah, I think that that is done and dusted. Um, ambitions shifting for them got to be to the Champions League, no? Oh, all in. Got to go. Who's gotta that go first round matchup? In. I'll look that up. Okay. Is it? I feel like it's Real Madrid. Oh, it might be. Yeah, sounds right. But Madrid's also like not a world beater this year. And it is. Yeah, it is Madrid. That's going to be a fun one. Excited for that. That's a good one. That's a good first round matchup. Yeah, I'm up all for right. that, as they say. So, bartender. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leicester City. At 49 points, 8 points clear of Chelsea, who is in fourth. 12 Ah. points clear of what the gap would need to be with 13 to play on Tottenham. 12 points clear, 13 to go. Oh, boy. I think you got to call that. Mm. I'm I'm calling them contenders. Wow. I'm calling them contenders. Wow. Lost two games in their last five. Reality's coming back to get them. I'm not locking it. I'm not sending him to the bar. I'm not buying him any, uh, you know, shout out Brendan Rogers Irish car bombs. It's not happening. Man, that's a lot of points. That's a that's a, a Gerard Slip esque performance out of Brandon Rogers. Um, Get your ice skates. But you know what? I have to agree. I have to agree. I have to call them contenders. I mean, they're obviously very strong contenders, but I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to order the drink. Nope. I mean, I'm looking at them across the bar, and I'm writing something down on a napkin, and it's not coming through well enough. So I'm working up the courage to to send it over again. That does, is, that all, does that all make sense, James? Nothing you've said has ever made more sense. So we're gonna move on to who is currently. In I feel my I feel Chelsea. myself on a hot streak. Yeah, 41, 41 <laughs> points, four points clear of Tottenham. Um, remember, Chelsea, no business in in the winter, despite having the ability to. Uh huh. For the first time in a while. Yep. And surely the cash and Spurs four points off with some ambition. This is where I think it gets particularly spicy. So Chelsea, what are you putting them on? Hmm. 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 I'm calling them contenders. I think they got as okay. good a chance as any. You know, to call them pretenders, 
would be like they don't deserve to be there. But as we'll get there, who does deserve to be there? So as of right now, they are contenders. And I'm going to call them a pers- If you're in I'm the pro- spot, you are a contender. I'm that calling is my them pretenders. Ooh, I'm calling them pretenders. I love it. Carl, they you're have, on alert. They have one win in their last five. Uh, last five. And okay. that was to Arsenal after the Arsenal collapse, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Oh, no, that was actually to Burnley. So mm-hmm. they got the Arsenal one before that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> in any case, I don't think they're doing anything very convincing, and I don't think they have for quite no. some time. I think they had a pretty phenomenal first two months to the season and have been pretty mediocre. Um, the old adage, who wants to finish in the top four, I think is going to be their only only chance. But I do think that um, there are some teams that are – there's going to be a lot of teams, as we'll see. There's a lot of teams knocking on their door. We say there's four points between them and fifth. Yeah. There's also only six points between them and ninth. Ooh. They've got to hold off a lot of teams, and I just, I, I just don't think they have the squad depth to do it. I let's don't see how that. Do. Let's see how that United game goes. First game after the fake break, um, right? And then we will decide. But I think if you are in fourth place, you have to be considered a contender, even though you know my hatred of the team and what they stand for. So that just goes to show that I'm thinking about this as clearly as I can. Well, let's just you know. Make it clear who came up with the spicy meatball segment. Um, and that was me, not you. Moving on. Tottenham not- Hotspur <laughs> sitting in fifth, 37 points, chasing Chelsea, four off the pace. What do we, th- what do we think? Uh, pretenders. Uh, shout out the Foo Fighters. They are the pretenders. I'm, I'm calling them contenders. Um, I think no. that their business, I think that their business over the winter was that of a team that have ambitions to finish in the top four. I don't think that they're deluding themselves into any sort of a trophy run in uh, in Europe. Maybe they are, but I, I think that that would be crazy. They're... I think that they are absolutely contenders, and I think that if there's anything that Jose Mourinho does in his earlier time with, with clubs is he gets results, and I'm not going to bet against the mm. special one. He shaved his head for a reason, James. He shaved his head for he a reason. He did shave his head for a reason, but listen, their form – will blow left, right, and all over the place and change as quickly on a dime as Mourinho goes from smiling and drinking water to sprinting after the fourth official. And I want you to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, oh, I hate to love him. I really hate to love him, but he is truly amazing. I'll go ahead and say it. Mourinho at Tottenham has been the one saving grace of this season for me because I get to enjoy him from afar. I'm not worried about how he will impact me personally or my or man united i just love watching him at spurs there's something about it it just feels right yeah i mean it it's i'm fighting like it, it's a it's a battle of brain and heart because my brain is my brain is telling me that it is objectively hilarious but my heart just says i can't i it's can't spurs. like Mourinho yeah. and spurs like it's just it's a perfect storm of something i should hate and i'm really working on it i'm really working on it i think i'll get there but yeah Six on the table, one off Tottenham, five off Chelsea. The newly promoted Sheffield United mm-hmm. on 36 points. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think? Surrender all hopes of top four. Surrender all wow. hopes of top four. I think they're going to, you know, a, a, a success will be holding their ground. I mean, listen, if you're in sixth place, that's European qualification. You would effectively, you should go to the bar for that. You know, don't mm-hmm. even don't even get your hopes up about top four. They're a solid team with championship players that is just gonna get figured out eventually. Well, James, I could not 
disagree more. I think that they are legitimate contenders to rise the up four. the ranks and uncover yes, the five absolutely. point gap on Chelsea. Okay. Absolutely, I do. Um they they have an absolutely stout defense. Absolutely stout defense. Second in goals against only only Liverpool has conceded less than they have. And if you want to look at their form, they beat they the the only teams that they've lost to are City and, and Liverpool. And I think mm-hmm. that they fought very well in both of those games. I mean, they're they're a team that I think are going to absolutely maximize their opportunities. And in a top four race, you look at some of these other teams, we haven't seen those teams do that. And so I think that Sheffield United has that opportunity. And I I I, I think that they're legitimate contenders because I don't think I think their margin for error, not margin for error rather, but their capacity for error is so small that they're going to like they'll, they'll take advantage of any other slip-ups. They're going to need help to do it. Mm. They're going to lose points surely along the way. But I mean they're they're a they're a team that gets they they turn for me they turn losses into draws and they turn draw, draws into wins. They get points where and maybe maybe it'll catch up to them. Maybe you're right on that, but I'm a I'm a believer in Sheffield United. I think they're a strong team and they should be thoroughly proud over the moon for finishing where if they finish the season where they are right now, which is sixth place, like I said, go get yourself a drink. But I don't see them making any pushes up to the top four, Steven. Well, that's – no, I mean, I, I agree with that. I just think that they they could still pull it off. I think they're contenders just because of how good they are. And I'll um, – All right, well, I'll kick it off with opinion, the – shit. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of contenders. I'm just – when I go to the tracks, James, I bet on all the horses. In seventh 17. right now – <laughs> in, in seventh right that's now is Everton. That only it's you would get. Deep cut. So, uh, yeah. well, that's that's very on brand for us. Everton. Read my new uh, book, How ev- to Alienate Your Fans. Every team has a game in hand on Everton, uh-huh. uh, with the exception of teams in the bottom half. Yeah. But every other, every team that we're talking about, Everton's got twenty six played. Everyone else on twenty five. They are yeah. also on thirty six points, negative goal differential, but unbeaten in their last five. What do we think, James? Yeah, what you'll see here is a team that is riding out that new manager bounce. You know, Ancelotti is mm. not a manager to be balked at, but uh, I'm going to call them pretenders. I don't see them making any moves. I think. I agree. Yep, this is the seesaw where your your tuchus is on the ground, and you're about to get launched back up into the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I do. <laughs> it took me a while to get to the end of that one, but I agree with you. Um, and I think we can move move right on. I think, yeah, again, I mean, you nailed it. They're they're playing great, and I think that they have a little bit of a surge. Calvert Lewin is is in fantastic form. Moise Keane seems to be adopting well to the new manager, and but they're you know they're scrapping out you know some of these wins. Like at, they they got a a last ditch winner at um, at Watford, and they also scored two first half stoppage time goals against Watford. You know, they're down two goals. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're, they're getting these kind of miraculous results. And I do mm-hmm. think that's going to catch up to them. Um, over to Manchester United, James, can we try to be objective here? 35 uh, points. No, six no, four. I can't in all <laughs> bias on my side. I'm calling them contenders. Let me preface this. We are by all means and all metrics, a shit team. We're not good. I just have this feeling in my plums, Patrick, that if we get Pogba and McTominay back, Rashford in March, something you could see something special happening uh, and making a late play into the top four. So for that reason, 
as of right now, I'm calling them contenders. Special indeed. Um, I'd actually agree with you. I just think that they have the the talent, and um, it's such a clusterfuck that they, they could they could surge um, pretty easily. I mean, let's just like the the next next game they play if they win. Right, and you know, not every other team like picks up points. They could be in fifth place. Right, you I'll know, save you not... some time. It's either going to be us or Chelsea. That's the way I'm looking at this. Okay, yeah, I think that's irrational, but I'm <laughs> not here to. I'm not here to debate, James. Um, let me ask you this though, while we're on it, away to Chelsea is the next game. Yeah, six points between you and Chelsea. Yeah, is it? We we talked about this with the title race with Liverpool and City previously. Is this a must win for a top four? Or can't lose. It's can't lose. It's a can't lose. The way these teams' forms are all shaping up, you know, anything could happen with Chelsea. Anything could happen with Spurs. I think we're so, as fans, we're so reactionary in the moment. There's 13 games left. It, it, if we lose, I would change us from contender fully to pretender. But okay. um, but not yet a surrender. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that game's on a Monday in a busy work schedule. So uh, chalk me up for a following BBC anxiously in a meeting. <laughs> no, that's on President's Day. We got that day off. Holy shit. Yeah, we're going to Rocco's. All right, what's the it's next thing? Rocco's what's the next thing above contender then? Uh, Lock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bartender All for right. Rocco's. It just makes sense. Let's keep this train rolling. Um, Wolves. Team yeah. we both just genuinely like i think uh they're even on points with united um so similar situation worst goal differential obviously since we're going down the table what do you think i mean per my previous email i'm calling them pretenders not in the sense that they can't rise up the table but i don't think they're looking at top four like it's a realistic thing I know Nuno was trying to make a push in the transfer window. I don't think he got the players who he needed to make that full push. Therefore, pretender. Oh, man. I love this team so much. They're just such a fun team. Um, I'm I'm willing to call them uh, pretend. I'll call them a pretender, but I'm, I'm – oh, man, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, you know no, I'm not it. telling I'm them sending to it. surrender. I'm sending it. I'm going contender. I'm Whoa. going contender. Here's here's why I'm going contender because I I just I had to do it. They've got a shot. They've got a bite at the apple. You know, I had for to do everybody it above them, except for United. But they already uh, they already handled their draw. Uh-huh. Their draw there. Um, how that how that first game go? Which one? At, at the one uh, away to Wolves for United. Uh, we drew again as well. Okay, so you're splitting points there. Um, yeah, but they've got – they have Tottenham to play. They have uh, Sheffield United to play. They have Everton to play, and they have Chelsea to play. They have Chelsea to play on the final match week. So, you know, for me, it's like, okay, if they can get themselves to within two points and they're six apart on the last match day, that's a, that's a full send for the top, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm calling contenders. Um, and on to our last contender, 10th place, Arsenal. James, what do you think? Are we still on 31 points? Are we on race for 10 off the pace? Are we on race for the top four or the relegation battle? I forgot what what segment we're in. No, we're still in the top. Um, they say the top 10 is the new top four. Top 10 is the new top four. 30 is the yep. new 40. 40 is the new 30. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Spit it out, Trips. <laughs> say what you want to say. Uh, it starts with an S and ends with an render because I think that's what Arsenal needs to do at this particular point in time. Um, I think you should focus on consolidating your uh, lives in the Premier League and maybe get a win under your belt and uh, go from there. Surrender. Uh, I'm sorry. We got a win under our belt on uh, five weeks ago. So why don't you... That was so long ago. My my for... millennial brain can't remember what happened we five haven't even, weeks ago. We haven't even lost since then. Anyway, uh, I have to agree. It pains <laughs> me. Uh, Which but... is fine. No, it's fine. Making the them... top four is not that big a deal these days. I don't think it is. Here's what I'll say. There's been a lot of positives that I've mentioned previously. They are an absolute surrender but i'm going to give them a bartender because i want them to go have a drink you know i think that they've had a tough year go have yourself a drink yeah go reward you're open to gear up for really i mean i i think that arsenal should be setting their ambitions on sixth place i don't want seventh place i don't want to have to play that summer game in europe but i do think that's that a season ender yeah in a world of hurt um should they have no european football next year for a couple of reasons one uh, I think you're going to lose some some players in the transfer window. And two, I think that the, one of the most positive things about Arsenal is their younger players. And if you don't have the Europa League to mm-hmm. play in, how often are you going to be able to trot mm-hmm. that, those guys out and get that's them fair. minutes? So, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I think getting in Europa is a very, very big thing for Arsenal this year as they look into next year. Mm-hmm. And let's not let's not forget, they've... Um, I, I, you'd have to call them an experienced Europa League side at this point. They went to the semifinals two years ago in the final last year. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, um, yeah. But I'd have to agree on the uh, on the surrender. The Premier League is done and dusted. Records will be broken when we get the 18th draw. I want to go for 19 just so we can say we drew half of our games. And then uh, <laughs> maybe notch one more win than loss. I, I, I'm honestly getting to the point where I'm not sure they're going to win again. But I know we won't lose. So, James, uh, to wrap wow. this up before we get to our segments, the relegation battle. Um, don't even don't have clever names for this segment, but I do mm-hmm. want to talk about six teams. We're going to start from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the relegation line is 24 points. West Ham just below it. Villa just above it. Norwich City, six points. Well, I guess seven points below Villa on 18 points. What does what their future hold? We're talking Norwich. Norwich. Yeah, they're points, going down. Seven I mean, down. they yeah. were apropos, pro, 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 properly named uh, Bye Bye Birdie in our movie segment because they're going down. Yep. I think behind closed doors, sources said that their transfers reeked of preparing for the championship. Um, and it's funny, um, out of context, seven points isn't undoable. I mean, we looked at seven points in the context of top four and it seemed like a very attainable goal. But... Um, it's different when you've won four games in the entire season through 25 and you need to make up seven points. It's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah. I I don't see it either. Next game's also to Liverpool, so or mm, home to Liverpool. Maybe. So I mean, not... when you when you least expect it. The um one of their wins gave... this game was beating City. <laughs> That's true. They uh, that was like um Huddersfield, they beat Wolves twice, and they had yeah. three wins last yeah. year. Uh, they they actually it was it was the the opener of the year, and I thought they played Liverpool pretty well at Anfield for a decent portion of that game. That was uh, well, a fun it game. was an entertaining game. It was yeah. Pookie's arrival. Yeah, all right, right. right. I, um, we're talking think, about uh, Norwich think... for an uncomfortable amount of time. 
You think uh, Pookie and Cantwell will be in the Premier League next year? I do. Both of them? I do. Yes. Yeah. I hope so. I like. I, 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 like, I like them both. Motion. I want Tim yeah. Cruel back too, just to see him yeah. approach penalties yeah. with the swagger of a madman. Great. Uh, so Watford and West Ham are both on 24 points. Watford or West Ham, I would say, has a game in hand. Watford has mm. 26 played to everyone else's 25. Let's just talk about both of them. They're the two sitting in the in the relegation zone. They are both uh, next their next Premier League games, both of them away to the Manchester sides. So yeah. don't see this getting better immediately. I, uh, I'm glad you wrapped these two together because I'll go I'll go ahead and give you my take that. The bottom three as it stands is going to be the bottom three going down. West Ham for the culture, I I just want to see I want to see it unravel. The ownership decisions. Oh, sorry. Moyes coming back in, yeah. Moyes yeah, coming back in. Yeah. I I don't want to hate Moyes. I have no reason to hate Moyes. He's a nice guy. I just want to see it go up in flames. I really do. Sure. Why not? Why not? Give me something to cheer about. <laughs> <laughs> you're a sick sick man like var uh, var celebrating the disallowed goal fuck var <laughs> um i god i i want to agree with you um but for the sake of the podcast i won't okay um i'm not i i i, I don't think it's a, a wrong take uh, but i'm not willing to call it you have between brighton who has 27 points but you know, they've played a game more than, you know, these teams that we're talking about. And they are three points clear, a single win clear of those two teams. And Burnmouth and Villa are even closer. This is just, it's just the right game. It's the right game. And and this is, this is one of the reasons, if I may, why I love the, um, the Premier League. Because let's say in October... You couldn't catch me dead watching a Villa West Ham game, Mm-mm. but you better believe I'm going to watch that game if they haven't already played two. I mean, I'm not so familiar with their schedule. Yeah, I mean, but just I remember like Bournemouth these... Norwich blockbuster, right? And yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a segment in a bit. But uh, Watford and Brighton just played, mm-hmm. and that was a a draw, which would have been a three point swing. So yeah. that you 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 would have literally the um, the 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 reverse scenario not the reverse scenario but Watford would be out of the relegation zone could if 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 they were able to hold on to that result so yeah. it's just so fragile I'm not willing think, to call it for you I think that's a great teams I think that's a great point in some regard you know Liverpool's got it wrapped up at the top these are the games you want to look out for when you get to the last three five games of the season yeah and if you're asking what are the consequences it's it's financial is what it is right that's pretty much what it is it's 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 um, Eddie Howe who we've, money money we've, we've talked about for quite a bit. Um, if if Burnmouth can can kind of get, and they are in a good run of form. They were in a horrible run of form. Then you know they beat Brighton and they beat Villa. You want to talk about two teams that they needed to beat? Those are the other teams down at the mm-hmm. bottom of the table. That's Crowley's so Crowley's razor. Yeah. Well, and then they had lost to Norwich, and lost to Watford, and lost to West Ham. Their last five games were against the five other teams in the bottom six. Mm. That's insane. Omens. Wow. Wow! No wonder everyone was calling him dead. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, just like, and, and, and like, it was just what, like, two match weeks ago, we were like, "This could be really ugly." Uh, credit to you, I believe you said you weren't too worried about him. No, 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 never in doubt. Okay, and so I guess we can just kind of wrap this up then. Um, Villa, why, why, why are you so convinced Villa is going to stay up? I think they're chippy, and I think they've got the fight. I think John Terry 
is uh, making some backroom deals, you know, pulling a few strings, uh, keeping the politics in check, and then Grealish on the field. I think he's the heart and soul of that team. He's due an England call-up to just tick that off my list of early season predictions that I got right. And uh, keep it on your radar, Bru- uh, Ruben Neves is still due for a halfway line goal. So I don't want anyone Absolutely. to forget that. Um, but yeah, no. I think Villa just a team that a team that has just been promoted will have more vigor in the relegation battle than a team that's had it good for a while. AKA like West, West Ham. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And uh, Brighton, the team that you uh, I believe you had predicted to go down, and you're you're now pretty confident. In well, them I'm up. just covering my bases here. Got it. Understood. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I do like Brighton. And they're scrappy team, but. That'll that'll uh that'll do it for our kind of run through the table. We'll obviously be checking in hey, on these races. Well done. Um, the teams that well we didn't talk about that are you just call them uh, bang average, but somehow worse than Arsenal. Uh, that might just be alphabetical. But Burnley, <laughs> Crystal Palace, Southampton, and Newcastle are all kind of smack dab in the middle. Uh, I think we both agree: no threat to the Europa places, no threat for relegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do exist. Would say credit to um, credit to Southampton. It looked pretty bleak there for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but credit to them. They're sitting on 13th, 13th uh, place. So uh, indubitably credit to them. And I like, I like, um, I like the kind of resurgence Danny Ings has had. And um, yeah. I think that they fit in the premier league as well. Might have to go to uh, the euros. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that's it for uh, the things I had prepared, James. Let's get over to some segments then. And the Hit freak it. of the said week. And I don't know what our extension period is, so you've got a lot of freaks to choose from. Why don't you kick it off? Uh, this one is what I would call easy as hell. Um, Adrian Mirapapa. Um, <laughs> That's definitely the, the name. Is it, what, Was that wrong? If we had a segment called Lock of the Week, it would be you getting names wrong. Well, Mariapa. Okay. Maripapa. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm seeing that. Those P's are together. I got it. Okay, well, Sometimes anyway. when you smash a P together, it looks like a, a, a... Yeah. Well, James, when I started recording this podcast, I had plenty of natural light. I think the cloud cover came in, the sun went down, and I'm really struggling to see things here. There's but been a material change. Have you seen a worse own goal recently? No, and I think the the obituary was written for him when Ben Foster went out, went out to the press and said, well, he wasn't trying to score an own goal. Which is just something that you normally wouldn't need to say, but I think Ben Foster was compelled to uh, back him up yeah. in a counterintuitively throw him under the bus method. Right, and so I will say this is going to be um, we're we're gonna I'm going to try my hand at getting um, the Freak of the Week Instagram posts up this week. So hopefully we'll have it up there on Instagram. Go check it out. Love the that content. Video. Um, no threat to a goal and. No threat to a safe clearance either. He smacked it right down the middle of the goal. It was <laughs> clinical. It was, it was he. You couldn't even. You couldn't even imagine that one going anywhere else, but right in the middle of the goal. <laughs> so yeah, he's getting my freak of the week. Bang. Um, unfortunate because yeah, obviously he's not trying to do that. Uh, but yeah, really, really bad on goal. James, who's your freak? My freak of the week is a man by the name of Nicholas Pepe for his interview skills. I don't know if you've seen this make its way around, but uh, they were doing some... No, you're going to have to send me the video for uh, for the Instagram post. They were doing some behind the scenes, just like players interviewing other players, like 20 questions style. Uh, Bellerin has Pepe step up to the mic. Bellerin goes, this is a pretty normal question uh, that you see all around um, 
the football hemisphere. So normally you should have like a pre-prepped answer for this. Bellerin yeah. Pepe goes, so Pepe, it's your first season in the Premier League. Who's the hardest defender you've played against? Pepe goes, ah, honestly, nobody. And uh, Pat, that's going to lead me to my trivia. How many goals has Pepe scored in the Premier League this season? <laughs> Let's just have a count. Um, <laughs> Manchester United, West Ham. Maybe he had a brace against West Ham. I think the answer is three, James. You're correct. It's the same amount of managers you've had this season. <laughs> <laughs> did you have that? Did you have that follow up prepped? Uh, yeah, I did. I was I was thinking that about was lying. Good. I can't. I can't lie to the people. That one was prepped. It was good. But was uh, good. Nicholas Pepe, what a freak! Why can't you just say I can't think of one right now? He goes with nobody, and I think he believes or, it. Or Virgil Van Dyke, or <laughs> just yeah. I mean, I I don't. But you want to you want to know um, you don't want to you know my uh my trivia that's gonna just make me sad and and Marcus and Kiki and, and Devin. Love all that. I like how you loop Devin into that too, like he's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, got nothing for you. Survivor premieres Wednesday. Um, Nicholas Pepe is tied for third for Arsenal Premier League goals this year. <laughs> Nothing wrong with bronze, baby. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Lacazette and then Aubameyang, number two and one. Uh, Aubameyang's got five. Or no, sorry. Aubameyang has 14. Lacazette has five. And Martinelli has three with him. Uh, boy. So, yeah. Yeah. Not um, not fun. Oh, not boy. a fun one. Should we? Uh, did you have did you have any other trivia freak of the week stuff? Uh, no, I didn't have any other trivia for right. the week stuff. I, I wasn't have... really prepared for, for you to... No, we'll we'll slide through the segments, get my jabs in where I can. I've got one men of culture, and then we can Please. do goal of the week and stonks slash degenerate district. Oh, I don't have a degenerate district. Oh. Because I didn't think there were games this week. All right, well... I guess I'll get I'll get one going. Okay. Hit me with uh, what you're doing. Okay, Whatever so you're men of culture. I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah, so Menaculture, here's what happened. Uh, this past week, there was an FA Cup game with Newcastle, and when they scored the winning goal, uh, the camera honed in on a fan who exposed himself, for for lack of a better word. And luckily, it was the FA Cup, so no one saw it. But what do you mean? What? This... He hung dong. Yeah, he helicopter dicked. <laughs> Shout out Andy Samberg, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Too impressive chick. Helicopter dick. Uh. So, uh, you know, some news, some news outlet uh, tweeted about this incident and St. Maximin, the player on Newcastle, who I think scored that goal, gets online, you know, gets his Twitter fingers ready and he goes, he tweets back and he goes, that's messed up since we didn't see anything because of the cold night, parentheses, hopefully, hashtag, <laughs> we will remember your peenicopter. <laughs> There's a man with some interview skills. Straight swap. It's on the table. I wonder Pepe if that was trending. For, for Maximan. Yeah, get him in. <laughs> no, that's gold. I love that. I think he's doing, you know, something that we could really use more of in this society is positive shaming. Like shaming for a good cause. You know, obviously no one should <laughs> whip out their D um, on national television. And I think you need guys like St. Maximin who can like positively troll. Hashtag we will remember your peenicopter. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I love it. So that's my culture. Beautiful. Um, G-O-T-S-W-L-P, goal of the week since we last potted. Ooh. Catchy, right? Shout out. 
to my boy. Oh, am I going first? Yes. Because I just kind of rode that way. Yeah, go. Um, right. I'm giving it to Gabriel Martinelli for his field-to-field, box-to-box, solo run goal. Uh, it's not like it came just, to be from a mistake, and that's the only reason. I wouldn't say it's the only reason. It was a it's contributing factor. Okay. Contributing factor? I mean, he was... He was um, yeah, dude, he ran like 70 yards with the ball. Sure, the lane was opened up, but there's it, it, it's, it's a long way to run with the ball without being tracked down. Cool finish. A man down. The, the He's he's our golden boy. He's our goal. I want to slap like a $500 million release clause on the kid. Mm-hmm. I I love the kid so much. And it was a cool moment, I think, too, with the, uh, the, the uh, ridiculous, you know, crossed arm celebration in front of the Arsenal supporters when scoring like that type of a goal, like all the times that you see like that type of a celebration. Let's be clear. It it was an equalizer. A larger moment. It was an equalizer. You got to train that out. You got to train that. That's Arsenal mentality. It's finest. No, I wouldn't. I I think that that's, that's a, that's really harsh. I think that the kid down a man at Chelsea scoring, I think it's a, I think it's a huge goal. I think it's an absolutely huge goal. Well, spoken like an Arsenal fan. One of two shots oh, is brilliant. You, there's there's not an Arsenal fan under the under the sun that doesn't want to protect this kid for everything he's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, displacing, you know, several, um, several quote unquote you know elite attackers from uh-huh. the first eleven, and I I'm I'm all for it. I'm here for the Martinelli show, and want to give him credit for it. That's my goal of the list uh, for the last potted. I like that. Mine is Burgwine, the new transfer Ooh. sensation of Spurs with the sweet volley against City. Uh, I like it for the occasion on which it was scored. I like it for the technique in the goal. And I like it for the new transfer aspect. I think it was satisfying on three levels. Right. Yeah. Debut goes goal. Is and you normally got to pay special. double for that kind of action. Yeah. Uh, Martinelli scored a debut goal in three different competitions this year whatever anyway um that was a good that was a good goal that was a good goal yeah um nice one well done all right um how's how we doing on stonks uh so i mean the only reason i wrote in degenerate district was to take a moment to formally apologize to the fans and more specifically ben reed because if you remember um and i'm doing something that you should do every time you make arsenal your lock so you know listen and learn but basically what what had happened was uh <laughs> I think I got a win with my last one, uh, though. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, no, you got a win. Uh, ben Reed did not. And here's the reason why. You, <laughs> we said Sheffield United plus one and a half against City. City beat Sheffield. Right, right. City beat Sheffield 1 0. Therefore, Sheffield covered. Therefore, your lock was correct. Um, I, I, I forgot to place the bet. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I did not place the bet on Bavada. It was going to be a nice $10 bet to get us back over you know over the line over 100 from where we started um we're still sitting on a cool 90 so hand up on that one uh it won't happen again and i sincerely apologize Uh, that's awesome um that's awesome great work uh anyway so to the degenerate (laughs) district to the degenerate district james um i'm gonna i'm gonna mix it up this week okay i got no locks okay I got no Crocs. Okay, what are we talking about this week? But I got two specimental balls. Ooh, put them in the same pot. This is for um, this is for the games on uh, the fifteenth, sixteenth, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So fifteenth, sixteenth, okay. a week from today. Correct, Mundo. Okay, uh, two 
spicy meatballs. Um, one is Arsenal home to Newcastle draw is plus three sixty five. I mean, I'm all. That's aboard. a spicy meatball. I'm all aboard. And then my second spicy meatball is a Manchester United win. At Chelsea, at Chelsea. Go on. A team that can't seem to win at home. Now you have my attention. Plus 350. Are you trying to parlay those? Let me just get a little... I have literally have a bot up right now. Let me just see what that parlay is. Crunch some numbers real quick. Yeah, I am. I sure am. That's 10 to win 200. Oh, boy. Ben. Uh, Open up another account, buddy. it's as good as done. It's as good as done. I can't think of... There we go. I think you got your mojo back, because uh, I am all in on these choices. Holy shit, I actually really like that bet. <laughs> my place for I mean, myself. I don't like... I don't like the bet. <laughs> I don't like myself, but I, but I like the bet. For a... <laughs> for for a 2,000% a, a, uh, return, though that seems pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Well... All right. On that, Mr. Crowley, why don't you send us out? Oh, God, James. I, I did so much to lead the show when you're going to have Finish what do you this. started, boy. We are back, hopefully with a, a, a little bit more of a regular cadence. We appreciate y'all's patience. We could do, um, we could do, we post, uh, we could do post Rocco's President's Day weekend. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we will have a um, next weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll drop an episode next Tuesday that will recap the weekend's games and preview... Uh, Europa and Champions League football coming oh, yeah. back with just the Premier League teams. Just the right amount picks. of off-brand. Perfect amount of off-brand. Um, we are trying to get some more Instagram content that isn't just us mocking you. We actually want to bring you some of our segments. We're going to try it out with the Freak of the Week this week. We want to bring some of those weekly segments a little bit more into the social sphere. We want your votes. We want to know who you guys are thinking of winning these games. And we want it to be more than just Will Jones. Shout out our number one fan. Mm-hmm. But we love. Oh, you. we, we haven't done. You. We haven't done the fannies. The fa- oh, the fannies will do at the end of the year. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, like I that. forgot to. Um, I'll. I'll. Um, I forgot to put it in before. Um, but we will have next next week. I'm going to introduce you to our um, our CMO, our Chief Muppet Officer. Mm. Uh, forgot about that earlier. That's what happens when I leave the show. James, any final thoughts? I think you said it all. Perfect. And with well, that, I'll see you, James, in about an hour. Everybody else, I will see you next week. So much long. love. We'll talk to you guys soon. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.